You have found yourself on another episode of Locked On Bulls. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about the Chicago Bulls getting the disabled player exception for Lonzo Ball and what that's going to mean for the team moving forward. We're also going to look into where the heck is Unala Bitsum, right? Is he a part of the team or not? We got to figure that out. And then finally, Zach Levine says he doesn't believe that he's going to get traded and that Chicago has always been welcoming to him and that he's grown up here. This has been a home for him. What is that going to mean for Zach Levine's future moving forward? All that more in today's episode of Locked on Bulls. Let's go. You are Locked on Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Bulls, member of the Locked On Podcast Network, which your team every day. I'm Pat, the designer. Hayes is moving yet again. This man is the king of the come up. Now, shout out to my brother, man. He's uh, he's got some good things coming his way. But uh, we we I'm holding it down solo today. So got a lot to get into here, right? There's a lot of interesting Bulls conversation going around that we really want to break down. I was supposed to get this episode out to you guys last night, but Tornado warnings were everywhere, and um, I was in the basement with no internet or power. Shout out to that. Uh, here's the thing. Chicago Bulls get awarded the disabled player exception for Lonzo Ball, and this is coming at a good time for the Bulls to me, and I think it opens up a lot of different questions with this team. Of course, Bulls fans want us to do something with it right now, but I think that there could be a scenario where the Bulls do a couple of different things. One, I think this could be a scenario where the Chicago Bulls actually wait to make a move on this. Why? I know everyone's going to say, right, well, the Bulls lie to us all the time, Pat. Why do you believe what AK is saying now? AK really hasn't lied to us. AK has talked about building through the draft uh, for the for the, the long term, and we've drafted a ton of players. Now, he also talked about development. They haven't developed yet. That's the part where maybe there's the lie. But, um, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm looking at, okay, What's realistic for this Bulls team? And what I see coming into the season, first off, the full run back is the main realistic thing. So we're going to get Zach Levine. It seems like DeMar DeRozan is going to be a part of this team. No moves are being made on that front. seems like Nikola Vucevic is going to be a part of this team. This, to me, is something that could be taken into the season. Pat, why the heck would they want to take this into the season where you can go out there and add a player now? You can add a Christian Wood. You could add a whoever the heck you want to add, right? I think there's two things, right? There's still part of that mid-level exception that is still available for the Chicago Bulls to use. And nobody's paying these guys. Like, if you could, some of these names that people are throwing at me and have thrown out at me as free agents that the Bulls could sign, that they've thrown out at Hayes, you guys got to understand, your market is based on what people are willing to pay you. I can guarantee you some of these guys are going to play in the NBA next year, but they're going to play on smaller money contracts. These guys who haven't been signed at this point, I the Io DeSumo is right. Like, Io's going to probably sign his qualifying offer, I, I would think, at the end of the day because nobody's probably offering him $5 million. Like, if, if the Toronto Raptors are offering him $5 mil or, um, you know, I mean, really, that's the only team we heard rumored. I think the Bulls would probably match at that point. AK wants to see his younger pieces develop, especially guys who have shown some promise. Io is a guy who has shown some promise uh, to this point, especially his rookie season. So I'm not surprised by it. 
And I, I think here's the thing. To me, um, I could see the Bulls taking this into the season because, one, you can get those guys on those low-money deals. And then on the flip side of that, if you're going to go get somebody, remember what the threshold for that luxury tax was, right? We were talking about that 20 or, or, or that um, – we're talking about that that three to six spot, right? If the Chicago Bulls fall within, I'm sorry, four to six. Chicago Bulls fall within the four seed or the six seed. It seems like, according to AK, Michael Reinsdorf is more willing to go into the luxury tax. And so I think that this could be a wait and see approach with how the Bulls try to attack the money on this thing. I think that this could be a wait and see approach with who, what player they're going to try and target. Because at the end of the day, what do we know about the NBA? Every single season, there's somebody who's disgruntled, doesn't want to be on the team he's on. By the time we're getting to the trade deadline, there's a trade request here. There's a trade request here, right? And you got you got a bunch of guys who are all of a sudden available that you didn't think were available. And the Bulls have $10.2 million to be able to go out and trade for a guy. Now, you're not going to get a superstar with that, right? But can you get an absolutely solid role player? 110%. And so I think that this is something that could linger into the season i don't think it's something that ak has to be in a rush to do i also think that you're still waiting for that main domino to fall where the heck is damian lillard going is damian lillard gonna be a part of this uh, uh, uh miami heat team what pieces are going to be available off of that are they are the portland trailblazers going into a sell mode with even more players in that scenario right I think that there's just a ton of things that are kind of on hold with the Dame trade, and so you're not going to see the Bulls rush into this thing. You're not going to see the Bulls go out there and uh, uh, just trade for a guy to trade for a guy, and I wouldn't want them to, right? Like, that's the part for me that I want everybody to kind of get on the same page with. The worst thing in the world that teams do is make moves just for the sake of making moves. I know sometimes it's not fun when we're not included in this and blah, 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 and, and but right, like, I would rather see you I would rather see an offseason like AK had now than an offseason where you take big swings and misses. Right? Like that's just me personally. I would rather see an offseason where the Chicago Bulls go out and get a guy like Javon Carter, where the Chicago Bulls go out and add a guy in in possibility like Unerlot Bitum. Uh with which right like it, it, what does he do? Shoot. Okay. All right. We, we know what he does. You know what I mean? I would rather see that 10 times out of 10 where there's not a major name at it, but there's a piece that just does that one thing that you feel makes your team so much better. I would rather see that 10 times out of 10 than seeing the Bulls go out and the Bulls make an, a signing for Christian Wood. You want to know the times that we did that? When we brought in Jabari Parker, right? Like we're making moves just to make moves. When we traded for Dwayne Wade, right? Like those aren't good moments in Bulls history. Those aren't good moments when we're when we're breaking down the basketball of it, those teams did nothing for you. There was nothing about e any of those teams that made you feel like the Chicago Bulls were moving forward. Yes, we might simply be making small moves right now to put us in a good position, but at least those small moves right now are the moves that are going to be the are the moves that we've seen actually work. Right, like you go out and you add a point guard. Uh, in, in Javon Carter, okay, he's a 6-1 point guard with defensive ability, and he can shoot the three ball. What does that add to this team, though, because he's not a superstar? Well, I saw the Bulls go 14-9 with Pat Bell. 
or 14 and 8 with Pat Bev. You know what I mean? Like, I've seen the Bulls have a 61% win percentage when somebody who just has an understanding of the point guard position is standing out there. You know what I'm saying? So I, I like that I like the small moves, the 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 logical moves to me. Um, over the big swings and misses uh, because swinging for the fences, right? To me, at this point right now, swinging for the fences is taking Patrick Williams fourth overall. That's swinging for the fences. We're swinging with potential on our first pick. Potential ain't panned out to this point. Let's hope it does this season, man. Uh, another thing that I think the Bulls could actually do this season, and this is going to head into our second topic, is... Could this money be the money that is going to get owner lot bits of guaranteed here? I guess, because where the heck is he? We'll talk about that on the other side, but first y'all already know, I got to tell you guys about bird dogs, man. Bird dogs are literally the most comfortable shorts you could ever sit in. They make you look good. They are stretch khaki short. They're designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and give you a truly sculpted look. Listen, it's doing the same thing as Lululemon, but it fits way better uh, than regular shorts. They're made for, I mean, regular shorts you're talking about, it's its, it's stiff. It's restricting cotton. You can't bend. I'm not going to lie to you. I've used these shorts in the pool. I've used these shorts uh, just walking around in daily life. I've used these shorts at the gym. All three scenarios have been perfect uses for these shorts, and that is why I am really Really excited that we have them as a sponsor on Locked On. And the other thing is, if you go to birddogs.com right now and into the promo code Locked On NBA, you can win a free Yeti style tumbler. I'm sorry, you can get a free Yeti style tumbler. You don't have to win anything, you can just get it. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NBA, promo code locked on NBA for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. All right. I don't have Hayes's fancy uh, mid music already loaded up on here. All right, that's enough. Uh, no, let's. Uh, I, here's the thing, and here's the main question. And me and Hayes have been trying to figure this out. I, I want y'all to understand how serious we take this, right? Me and Hayes have been trying to figure out where in the world is Unalot Bitsum. For as long as you have. And here is the kicker on all of it. The only, and this is no disrespect. This is no, I don't doubt that Daniel Greenberg has his own sources. I don't doubt that he's talked with people who are, that he knows people, right? I don't doubt it. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that that he's he's lying on his Twitter feed. But the only person, who has reported that Unerlot Bitsum is not a part of the Bulls or that the Bulls did not make an offer to the 24-year-old Turkish player is Daniel Greenberg. I have looked high and low for this, and at the end of the day, I think that he could be a player. that. Now, I will say this. Maybe the two-way deal is off the table, and that is that wouldn't be surprising to me, right? Maybe the two-way deal is off the table. Because maybe you want to keep a Javon Freeman Liberty. Maybe we know Adama Sanago is going to be a part of this team, right? Like there, maybe there's something in that scenario where that deal could be off the table. And that's why I think the disabled player exception could be something kind of bleeding into this conversation that could be used, right? That that exception absolutely could be used 
for Unalot Bitsum to come over. You can sign a player. That would be something that will be done this offseason. I like his game. I think you're taking a big gamble if that's your move though right like i i believe in this guy i think that he could come over here and play in the nba i'm not one of those people listen if you're still stuck in 1995 where it's like we don't trust european players and, and european born play when they were coming over here and cooking us then by the way arvidas was good uh but we don't trust the european born players there's too many darko milichiches and man listen Half the league is European born now. Like, you know what I mean? Half the league's from Canada. Half the league is European born. The rest of it is America. I told y'all a while ago, America's falling behind in the basketball game out here, man. We got we to gotta find our next guy. You know what I mean? Who's the guy? We thought we had Ja, ja, keep, ja keep dangling pistols everywhere. But at, at the end of the day, I haven't seen lot Bitsum not being reported to the Chicago Bulls. As far as I know, and as far as I'm seeing, the only person that has said this is Daniel Greenberg. Again, I'm not throwing shade, throwing salt, anything on his name, but it does strike me as a little bit confusing and maybe just no one else cares, right? Daniel's from Chicago. He's a Chicagoan. Maybe just nobody else cares, but I haven't seen anybody else putting it out there that Unalot Bitsum is not a part of the Chicago Bulls team, that he is not being uh, uh, coming over here and signing, that he's not, I believe even now, granted, right? Wikipedia lies. But even his Wikipedia right now says a Turkish professional basketball player who plays a shooting guard for the Chicago Bulls of the National Basketball Association. So I think that there is something that's going to get done with him. Uh, I think there will be a legitimate signing here. I think there will be, you know, where, where the Bulls have bring him in, actually, you know, sit down cameras on all of that stuff. Um, I don't think that he's the end-all, be-all answer for this team. Again, he's coming over here to basically be your backup shooting guard in my mind. He's not coming over here to be a point guard. He's not coming over here to, um, you know, take over kind of that Lonzo Ball role. Like Now, listen, what I will say is this. Can he? Maybe. <laughs> and and I, I say that kind of tongue-in-cheek, but honestly, maybe because – we didn't think Luca was the passer that he was when Luca came over and then Luca proved to be this phenomenal passer. I mean, we knew kind of what Jokic was growing up, but like, what the heck was he? He was a second round pick, blah, blah, blah. Drafted during a Quesarito commercial. We see how he passes. European born players usually do have a little bit of a passing skill. So maybe it's there, but he's not a point guard to me. He's not coming over here to take that Lonzo role. I do like the fact that he can come out and knock down the shot though. And it seems like he'll be able to do that. I also like the fact that, uh, he, what is he? 24 years old now. Uh, so you're getting him right in that perfect age range. This would be a good one for one replacement as far as age talent, uh, at the shooting position for Lonzo ball. Um, because Lonzo wasn't above 40% shooter, but you still got to see what this guy's going to be. And I think that that $10.3 million player exception would be crazy, or $10.2 million player exception. I, it's a little crazy to me. I mean, at the end of the day, it's not risking it all on him, but you're risking a good chunk of something that could be spent on a guy that we've seen in the NBA, that we know is playing in the NBA, that we know can can at least do this one thing well, right? Like, if you go out and get Christian Wood, and, and that's what we use the $10.2 million player exception on, right? Let's say we go out and get him. We go out and get Christian Wood, and 
legitimately, he can give you 20 and 10 every night if you play him 30 minutes off the bench. Is he going to be a terrible defender? 100%. Don't, don't listen. Lead with that. <laughs> right? Like, but he absolutely can go out there and get you 20 and 10 and a block and a half every single night. Two blocks every night. I don't know what a block and a half is. How you get half a block? Got my pinky on it. He can't. He, he literally just can. Do you want to see that? I don't really, because I know on the other end, he's going to give up 20 points and eight rebounds the other way. So is the two rebounds worth it? But I've got this guy coming off of the bench. Can he be a consistent? Blah, blah, blah. All of that to say, there are guys out there that already do something really well in the NBA. Can you risk? not having that on your team by going out and, and, and signing Unalabitsum to that $10.2 million DPE. I just don't know if that's the best case scenario. I don't know if that's exactly what I want to see the Bulls do. But at the end of the day, I mean, listen, we're, we know what AK is. We know what AK's market was. We know what AK is going to look closest at. He's going to try and find that. He's going to try and find our Nikola Jokic. He just is. He's always looking for Nikola Jokic while having guys on the team who are already, right, the 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 hometown favorite or whatever it is, right? Like the Zach Levine. The, like you're looking for that guy, right? When you look at those early teams with Jokic, Jokic wasn't expected to be the number one. It wasn't until Mike Malone put him in and, and versus I think it was the Lakers in like a, a game where that, that was meaningless. And he was like, hold on, boys. I think this guy can cook. Let's keep putting him out there. You know, I think his first game, he had like 28 and eight and six. He's like, hold on now. <laughs> this guy's running the floor like a gazelle. What the heck's happening here? So you you never know what these guys are going to be. You never know how you're, you're going to find that diamond in the rough, that gem, that whatever it is. And so for me, I'm, I'm very big on, I just want to see the Chicago Bulls continue to try and, and, Find that next superstar in the best avenue that you can. And right now for the Chicago Bulls, that's the overseas market because you know you have a brand overseas. You know you have a name overseas. You know that you have pull overseas, I believe the Bulls still do have, and that you can go over there and say, hey, listen, you're the next best guy coming up. We would love to have you play for the Chicago Bulls, this iconic franchise. They're not following as closely <laughs> for the most part. So I would think that it's like, hey, you know, like, you guys have been bad, but now all you need is me. It's probably not like, oh, man, I really hate what the history of the Bulls has been since Michael Jordan has left. It's not the same. It's probably not the same, right? Like, oh, they didn't want to pay Jordan back in the 90s, so why the heck would I come there now? I still think there's a little bit of that lingering around, but let's hope not, man. But, hey, I do want to keep this thing moving along because Zach Levine says that he does not believe that he is going to get traded. And I, 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 I like to hear that. I like to hear that. I know a lot of Bulls fans don't, but I like to hear that. So we'll bring the, the show to a close with that. And uh, But before we do that, we do have to tell you guys about FanDuel. Here's the thing. Take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel. You can get 10 times. Hold on. Let me make sure I'm in the right hub here. Okay, I am in the right hub. You can get 10 times your money uh, on your, your first bet, I should say, in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just 20 bucks can land you $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's 
hundred that you can spend betting everything from the money line to the over under to who you think is going to go and hit the first home run all on an app that's safe and secure, super easy to use. Plus when you win, you can get paid instantly. There's no place better to bet on the MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Sign up today. Visit FanDuel.com forward slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com forward slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of the MLB. Man, 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 I told y'all I ain't got the music, man. Don't worry about it. Um, Let's get into this final topic, man, because Zach Levine yesterday basically you know, the, the quote came out and of him saying he never believed that he was going to get traded. And at a minimum, Chicago is his home. Um, and, and he'll always have love for Chicago no matter what happens. And I think here's the thing. I love this, too. Right. He's like, it's always rumors. This is what he told NBC Sports Bay Area. He's like, there's always rumors. And I think that it's a good way to handle it. I, I have to give credit to Zach Levine for how he's handled it because the rumors aren't just right that the Chicago Bulls could trade Zach Levine. It's that the Bulls have shopped Zach Levine. The Bulls have thrown Zach Levine's name out there. You could look at your organization very sour in that sense, right? Where you, you're like, hey, man, like, why are y'all, why the heck are y'all shopping me? Why are y'all, why are y'all pitching me to other teams? But I, I'm sure that he's had these conversations with AK about where he's going to end up, how his future is going to wind up being and uh, finishing out. Right. Like, and AK, I, I, we told you guys this early on in the season, AK set the price for Zach Levine because he didn't want to get rid of. Him. And he probably was to a point where he was like, I'm sick of teams calling about him. So if you're going to call, don't call unless you're willing to start the conversation at two young players who have future star potential, um, two first-round picks, and cash uh, 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 or, or filler players to make the cash lineup. And so I think that there have been conversations. I think Zach Levine has probably been floated when you're talking about the, uh, um, right, like even the Damian Lillard trade where you're looking for that third team. Well, can we get Zach Levine involved in this and maybe get him down here or maybe get him over to Portland, out to Miami, whatever it is, right? Like they, they, I think that his name might be floated more in those circles. But when when I hear something like that, I do feel like it, it tells you kind of maybe what the Bulls think the ceiling could be for Zach Levine, even though they paid him as a max player. Again, when you look at the max, look at his max versus other maxes, we're not in a bad situation here, Bulls fan. But when you look at his max, right, like they've paid him as a max player, so you believe that he has this talent that maybe there is another level that he can reach, and you hope that he does reach that. But there's probably more of a belief in this front office of, okay, he's probably a really, really, really freaking good number two. We've got to find the number one guy. We've got to find a guy who's clear cut better than Zach Levine is. And what I do love about Zach is if Zach's on this team, and this is one thing that I want people to always think about. So you paid, first off, $40 million as a max player. Uh, for you, if he does eventually become your number two, I know in our minds and Bulls fans' minds, that's crazy, right? Oh my God, you paid him as your number one. 
you can pay somebody else to be your number one if DeMar DeRozan and Vooch aren't on this team. Or, or actually, even with Vooch on this team, if DeMar DeRozan isn't on this team and, and you find somebody who's better than that, you can still pay somebody to be your, your number one. We're not the Celtics in a situation where literally you're about to drop $650 plus million on two guys that you're like, mm, I don't really know. You sure? What's that? What's that TikTok of old boy? You sure about that? You sure about that? Mm, you sure about that? That's how I feel when 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 we look at some of the other deals that teams are going to have to offer. What are you not going to pay Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum? Like, what situation is that going to put you in? That teams are going to have to offer uh, to some of these guys who are their max level guys. And so when I look at stuff like that, I think about everybody gets upset. They say we pay Zach Levine for the max $40 million player. And when DeMar DeRozan came here, he kind of let DeMar do his thing. We say that all until somebody comes in and is the 24-year-old or 26-year-old number one player who's the next best player on this team. And all of a sudden, Zach Levine is the perfect running mate for that guy because you know what? He's got a complimentary game. He can go out there and put up 25 with anybody on the court. He doesn't have to be your number one in this scenario, right? Like, it, it, those are the things that all of a sudden, the things that are he's being slandered for right now are give, are he's going to be given praise for when you find that guy and i'm saying when you find that guy because i'm putting that out into the ethos right there now it's on ak to find that guy it's on mark eversley to find that guy i do think that zach levine can lead you to a lot of wins i think he can be a really good player for your team i think he can get you through some nice playoff runs you got to get there though and i think that there's still the conversation of who's going to be that next guy who's going to be the next number one for the chicago bulls when Zach Levine is probably still here. And, and that's kind of what the Bulls have to figure out at the end of the day with all of this, right? Like, it's, I, I love that Zach is okay with being here. I love that he's okay with going through the grinded out process. Because here's the other thing too, right? When you, when you look at this grinded out process, when you're trying to win in the manner that the Bulls are trying to win in, and, and that is very much like a Denver Nuggets team that you're not going to sit here and lose. You're not going to sit here and not be competitive every single year. You're not going to sit here and try to lose every single night. When you're trying to win in that manner, it wears on players because players start to look around and they say, we don't have the talent to win and we haven't found the right guys in the draft or we haven't found, right? Like, and they know this, right? Like, listen, every offseason we've heard this to this point, Patrick Williams has to take a step. Pat's got to step up. Pat's got to do more. Pat's got to, listen, it's up to Pat. Pat's either going to do it or he's not. You know what I mean? He's either going to do it or he's not. And at this point, it's kind of leaning towards he's going to be a nice player in the NBA. He's going to have a nice long NBA career, but he's probably not going to do it. That's how I feel. So you got to figure out who the heck is this next number one. Is that going to be Julian Phillips? They have a lot of belief in Julian Phillips. I don't know if that you're going to find that in the number two, right? Like, I think he can shoot and play defense well. I think he'd be a really nice player for the Bulls. But we'll see. Uh, is that going to be Unalot Bitsum? Is that not going to happen this season? Is that going to be something next season in the draft that the Bulls are going to? There's so much that goes into this. And so, and especially right now with the Portland pick, basically, I mean, listen, give up on the Portland pick. It's done. It's over. They, 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 they're not going to win. They're not going to be this this top. Two. It's it's over with. It's not going to be a first round pick. It's going to be a second round pick. All right. And, and, and what? I think it, it ends up being a second, like 2029. There's going to be a second round pick. And they're not taking the protections off of it. Why? Because they don't need to now. Yeah, you know I mean, so um, I just I just feel like if you have Zach Levine in a situation 
where you find that next guy and you still have to find that next guy. I know that's the biggest what if in basketball. But he's the perfect guy for that. He's the perfect guy for that role. I don't know if there's too much more of a step in his game. I mean, listen, he's a he can be a 28, 8, and 5 guy. I'll take it. Or 28, 8, and 5. 28, 5, and 5 guy. We've seen that, right? I'll take it. Is that going to win you games 100%? Is that going to get you a championship? Probably not. Because you need more than just that. This is a different NBA. Every team can have a 28-5-5 and five guy. Heck, there's probably a 23-plus point per game score on every team in the NBA now. Every team. Points per game don't mean as much. You got to be able to build that team around those points per game. And you got to have that mindset to be the number one. But, hey, I do want to know how you guys feel, man. Let me know in the comments below. I'll be down there talking with you. As well, as always, man, it's your boy, Path the Designer, back at it again. Appreciate you guys for showing love for another episode of the podcast. Hit that like button. Subscribe to the page. We will be back and better than ever on Monday. See you guys then. Y'all stay safe out there, Chicago. Peace.